These instructions on the practice of dhyana yoga are largely applicable in any system of yoga and certainly in bhakti yoga. The goal of the dhyana yogi is generally the dhyana yogi is the real dhyana yogi must be dhyana vasita tadgatena manasapashantiyam yogina he must be centered on Vishnu but he may not have a very clear understanding of who is Vishnu and he's not engaged in bhakti yoga but rather using Vishnu as an object of meditation which is purifying but not as purifying as bhakti yoga which engages the practitioner from the beginning in service with love to Krishna whereas in the dhyana yoga system is simply taking him as an object of meditation there's, there's no specific uh, idea of service or devotion or if that is there then it's it's not stressed the main thing is one's own endeavor to control the mind and senses and fix it on that form and many yogis uh, also they do the impersonal kind of meditation they don't even meditate on Vishnu so they're in an even worse position but nevertheless uh, these instructions on determination not being deviated these are applicable in bhakti yoga and are important not being deviated from the path firm determination it takes firm determination to be a yogi the dhyana yogi he doesn't have anything immediately to and there's not immediate gratification or reward for his activity He's simply removed from society, meditating, performing difficult austerities. So it requires a lot of faith that he'll get something from doing this because everyone does something for something. Even we hear about Nishkam Karma Yoga, in which there's one performs Karma Yoga and performs activities without any desire. Nishkam Gama Yoga means without any desire to enjoy the result of his activities. But even then he has some goal. Nishkam Karma Yoga. Uh, in doing so one has the goal of self-purification. It's not just done completely mindlessly. There is, there is some goal in mind. So when it said Nishkam Karma Yoga that doesn't, Nishkam, no desire, 
it means no desire to enjoy any fruitive result. But some desire must be there because the jiva by nature always has desire. So it means he has a higher desire than to enjoy the fruitive result. Yajyatat Kamana Yatra work should be formed for the sake of Yajya. Yajya ultimately means Vishnu. So even if one doesn't have a very clear concept of Vishnu, one performs the Nishkam, there are different levels of Nishkam Karma Yoga, it's quite a complex topic which may not very much apply in the modern age in Chakovich where there's no Varnashram Dharma or even in modern India there is some people have some idea of some culture some Vedic culture but uh, anyway the, the, the point is that even in what is called Nishkam Karma Yoga it's done for some purpose it's not just done, well, I won't have any desire, and that's it. Then you become a Buddhist. And Buddhist is very strange philosophy. I'm not doing anything. It's difficult even to try to describe it, because it doesn't make any sense. I heard this many years ago, that when this... Uh, Prabhupada, when he first... The first chapter he translated of... Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita was Adi Leela Chapter 7, Lord Chaitanya and Five Features. That was published as a booklet. I think that, that deals with Mayavad in great detail, more than in more detail than any other part of Prasad's books. So it's Lord, in that is contained Lord Chaitanya's refutation of Prakashananda Saraswati's presentation of Mayavad. So uh, Prabhupada published that first and I, I heard this when I joined the temple which is not long after that had been uh, published that one devotee had said because it's all very complex discussions in there about different concepts of Mayavad and that's only Prabhupada's only giving a some summary I mean there are so many different for a philosophy that says that everything is one there are many different varieties of it and they argue with each other about how how the one is differently understood. This is the way you understand one. No, this is the one. So they have many different theories. So all very complex, but it's all nonsense, whichever way you look at it. So um, one devotee, after reading all this, all this complex discussions of Mayavad, said to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, I, I don't understand this Mayavad. And Prabhupada said, that's good. If you understood, you'd be in trouble. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, Mayavad is nonsense. Everything is nonsense, except surrendering to Krishna. But there are different degrees of nonsense. And this Bhakti Yoga path is the path to come to the path of sense. Living being is sensuous, sensible in the sense of having senses. So, only bhakti yoga is sensible because bhakti yoga means to engage the senses in the service of the master of the senses. Rishikena, Rishikesha, Sevanam, Bhaktir, Ujjate. 
that's what it means. It means to bhakti yoga means to engage the senses in the service of the master of the senses. So it's the only actually sensible process. In all other processes, either well, animal life means just to engage the senses in sense gratification, and that animal propensity is carried into human life if there is no attempt for higher understanding. Eating, sleeping, fearing and defending are four propensities that humans and animals share. So, uh, religious life is the special prerogative of human life. So, a human being without dharma. Is this word dharma in Croatian yet? Made it to the dictionary. People know it? Yeah. So, so human life without dharma is only animal life. It's not actual human. And then there are different stages. And, uh, karma, yoga, sakam, karma, yoga, nishkam, karma, yoga. So, there are attempts at improvement. Yeah, engaging the sense, karma yoga, work, but don't just work. Work uh, with a with a higher dharma for dharma. Work for Vishnu. So engaging the senses, or there is attempt to negate the senses. Jnana yoga. We we shall come to the point of negating the senses, or shunyavad. Deny the senses. Deny everything. But bhakti is the proper process of engaging the senses in the service of the master of the senses. Perfect harmony, perfect dovetailing. People in the modern world are interested in harmony. How can we have harmony? But Prabhupada explained that many times with the simple example that in a, in a still pool of water, if we throw many stones at one point, then it will create harmonious concentric ripple. But if we throw in many places, then it just makes uh, waves, conflicting waves. So the center point should be the same. And that center point is Krishna, that is perfect yoga, to engage the senses in the service of the master of the senses. So very simple process, more simple than the jnana yoga process which is being explained here, which requires much difficulty to control the senses. Our rule here, kritchrena, the with kritcha, with great difficulty, the yogis ascend because they have to stamp on the senses, control keep them under control, like, like wild animals, they, they have to suppress them. But a devotee has a very simple, easy and natural process of engaging the senses in the service of the master of the senses, who is Krishna. Krishna is also sensuous. His senses are most desires. In this material existence, if one is 
very much desirous of sense gratification. That is not, con- of course, in modern society that's considered very good, but in a, in a cultured society, someone who is very <coughs> lusty, greedy, always desiring sense gratification in various ways, is not considered very good. But Krishna is the most lusty, greedy, but that lust and greed is not of any material quality. Krishna, what is that? Lakshmi Sahasrashata Sambrahma Sevyama. He is served by hundreds and thousands of Lakshmi. And still he's not satisfied. Satisfied, yes. But he wants all the jivas in the material world also to come to him. Can you understand English? Okay, we have translation here. So he's not satisfied. If he sees any jiva not serving me, he wants, come, come and serve me. He wants, he can accept and does accept service from, service for his senses. Rishi, Kena, Rishi, Sevana. He is the master of the senses and he wants everyone's senses should be engaged in his service. So, what is that? If someone has many servants, if he's a very opulent, aristocratic person, or in the modern democratic age, we don't like the idea of anyone serving anyone else. One sannyasi told me in Australia, he was at the Sunday feast, he was taking prasadam and all the guests were there also taking prasadam and one brahmachari was serving him so he said to him go get me some more pakoras or whatever it was and the guest said how can you order him what is this he didn't like that he should tell him Vedic culture means or any culture means that the junior will serve a senior and they don't like it everyone should be the same so maybe Krishna won't be very popular in the democratic state. Yeah, he'll come and they'll... Is he God or isn't he God? Is there God or isn't there God? We voted. No God. Okay, no God. Krishna, you don't exist. But you can't vote him out of existence. He is the master of the senses. And the position of the jiva is to serve his senses. And he can accept unlimited service. Just like... Prabhupada said that someone, sometimes people criticize Krishna. He has 16,100 wives. How lusty he is. Yes, Prabhupada, he is, he is supreme lusty. You cannot be so lusty. You are defeated. You are envious. You are desiring, but you cannot match Krishna's lustiness. Of course, we should also understand that that lust, that is not the mundane lust. That's also described in Bhagavatam. That they, even though Krishna's wives were the most beautiful women, it's described when Rukmini, she came for her marriage, she was supposed to be married to Shishupal, and of course Krishna kidnapped her. But uh, all the kings assembled there at the marriage, when they saw her, they were so she was so beautiful that they all fainted and fell off their horses. They were so overcome with lust, uh, desiring to enjoy. But she is only to be enjoyed by Krishna. So beautiful. We cannot imagine. Even on the heavenly planets, they don't have these stinking bodies like here in this now. It's 
I saw 36 degrees and most beautiful woman or whatever, handsome man but stinking because unless they use some what is it called this deodorant or something so stinking body and even in the heavenly planets they don't have stinking bodies so what to speak of the Lakshmi Sahasrashata Sambrahma Sevyamaya far more beautiful than every Lakshmi is far more beautiful than millions of Apsaras and we cannot imagine how beautiful the Apsaras are if we hear then maybe we should explain to all the people that you can go to the heavenly planets then maybe they'll become pious actually that's the Vedic system the Vedic system people are foolish so the, the Vedic system is there go to the heavenly planets you want to enjoy why bother here this useless place go to the heavenly planets it's much better there all you have to do is do some pious activity that uh, it's also one of these Prabhupada said that I heard Prabhupada said these Apsaras they're so beautiful if you saw you would think <laughs> yeah, so much attractive but they cannot attract Krishna Krishna is not attracted by mundane stool pass and blood packed in a skin bag these Nazis in the second world war they used to make uh, they used to make wallets and bags from human skin right from in the concentration camp so that's very nice you'd like to have one <laughs> a wallet made from human skin you'd like if you tell it's, it's the skin of a very beautiful woman will it be attractive it's most it's still horrible well that's it's skin on or off it's it's so Krishna is not I mean even we're not attracted to it if you separate the skin from the blood and the bones it becomes repulsive or if you take off the take off the skin take it away they have all these pornography magazines everyone's <laughs> looking so in the same magazine oh, and then you pull all the skin out and just show what's underneath well everyone look oh how beautiful you want to embrace is it nice so we're attracted to blood and bone Krishna is not attracted to blood and bone even that's described Nara Narayan Rishi meditating to show to the world the path of austerity so Indra thought oh it's another Rishi okay get the Apsaras time get down there it's time time to seduce another Rishi so they all went there and you know did their dancing as usual and then Spring personified came and Cupid <laughs> shot a few arrows and now in which she said oh hello there Cupid how are you doing <laughs> oh you brought some beautiful girls you like beautiful girls here and, and he produced more beautiful girls than Indra had sent from his own person you like beautiful girls you take one of them I don't want your girls you take one of mine so not attractive everything is coming from him so Krishna, that's described in Bhagavatam. He's not attracted. He was not attracted in any mundane way to his coquettish. Prabhupada uses that word, coquettish. And the same word? Yeah, okay. Uh, it's not a common word in English. It's an outdated word. So he was not attracted to the coquettish behavior of his wives. He was fully self-controlled. Bhishma famous as the great Brahmachari, 
That's how he got the name Bhishma, because to be a Brahmachari is such a great vow. Brihadratta, great vow. Especially for a king, Kshatriya. Fighting them. They have a lot of energy. But he took the vow. No, Brahmacharya. And he took it. Even his guru ordered him to get married. And he refused. He rejected his guru. You have to say wrong. He fought with him physically. Not generally recommended, but there is. There is the case given in Shastra. Of course, Vishwa was a Kshatriya and Parashuram acting as a Kshatriya. Anyway, uh, Bhishma, he praised Krishna as the greatest brahmacharya, and he himself is praised as the greatest brahmacharya. So Krishna has no mundane desire for sense gratification. Krishna cannot be attracted by the blood and stool of this world. But he is attracted by the uh, loving desire of his devotees to engage their senses in his service. And because Krishna is the reservoir of loving exchanges. Krishna is the reservoir of rasa. He, he can and desires to engage in unlimited exchanges with unlimited numbers of devotees. So Krishna is the greatest sense gratifier. By far, no one can compare to Krishna in the matter of sense gratification. But Krishna's sense gratification is completely pure. Krishna's sense gratification is not exploitive. In this material world, one can only enjoy sense gratification by exploiting others. And the more gross the sense gratification is, the, the greater the exploitation is. You want to eat? Whatever we eat, we have to exploit some living being. Or... We want to enjoy sex, well, we have to enjoy with another being. So, that is, in the Vedic system, the exploitation, is, or any civilized system, the uh, mutual <coughs> exploitation is turned into a religious act. But it's accompanied by, by uh, religious ceremonies, wedding rites, and the act is channeled towards uh, religious life so that can be purified but without dharma or the highest expression of dharma service to Krishna then uh, sense gratification engaging the senses means to exploit others in Krishna conscious engaging the senses means to engage them in the service of Krishna even though it may appear to be the same activity a non-devotee eats. Ye prachanti atma karana hunjate te dhagham papam. They eat sin. One, because, if one eats for sense gratification, even just for maintaining the body, then it becomes sinful. Whereas the devotees of the Lord, they are not sinful because they take Krishna prasada, which is purifying. It appears to be the same thing. A devotee engages in sex life, but that is dharavirudha bhuteshu kamosni bharatarshava. That is a representation of Krishna because he does so for the production 
uh, for bringing forth production sounds like a factory but for, for bringing forth Krishna conscious children and he does so in it with a sense of responsibility the children will come have to take responsibility so that is not like the animalistic life of the non-devotees to quote John Lennon we were talking about quoting John Lennon another quote from John Lennon uh, the wise saying it's true that most children nowadays are born over a bottle of whiskey on Saturday night so that's not Krishna consciousness <laughs> that is sense gratification so devotees and non-devotees they may appear to act in very similar ways but the devotee is purified by his activities because his activities are offered in the service of Krishna whereas a non-devotee is contaminated, becomes more contaminated, more and more contaminated by engaging in activities in which he himself tries to take the position of Krishna I shall be the sense enjoyer. what's that verse? I quoted many times I quoted yesterday and I said I quoted this verse so many times almost every lecture Ishvara Ham I am the controller I am the enjoyer but no Krishna is the controller Krishna is the enjoyer he has unlimited capacity to enjoy his senses whereas the jiva has no capacity to enjoy his senses independently of Krishna he can his senses will be fully satisfied if engaged in the service of Krishna and never satisfied if not engaged in the service of Krishna if he tries to take the position of Krishna he may imagine himself to be the enjoyer but actually he cannot enjoy Bhakti Vigyan Goswami Maharaj from Russia I was just with him in Lithuania he told that uh, the Sankitan devotees in Russia book distributors mostly uh, or many of them when they approach people uh, preaching to them to sell a book they, they tell that uh, there's no enjoyment in mature life it's full of suffering which with most Russian people they can <laughs> accept that but as you may know in Russia there are more or less uh, there are two classes, two economic classes there, there must be something in between also but most people are struggling very much, poor and there's, a, there's an elite of very rich people they're called the, what is it called? Novo, Novi Russia, New Russians they got when, when the uh, communist government sold out all the businesses they got it all cheap and they became very rich overnight so one devotee was going door to door uh, in, the new, in a new Russian area so he knocked on the door and a new Russian means rich Russian came out and he said to him material life is full of suffering and the man became upset he said what do you mean I'm not suffering and he brought him inside and said what would you like to eat he said 
he opened his fridge full of all kinds of meat and wine and from all over the world, expensive wine. And said, well, actually, I'm a vegetarian, and I, I guarantee proof. I said, he brought all kinds of food and put it on him. said, sit down and just eat as much as you like. They said, you think I'm suffering? I'm not suffering. He showed him his whole house with marble and gold fittings and all the best electrical equipment. The body got completely bewildered. And he, he couldn't distribute books for a month after that. Said, well, he's not suffering. Maybe there is some enjoyment in material life. So, he's under a strong illusion. Maybe you should preach a little differently to that person. You have to change say that it is by the grace of God that you have got this now take a book to uh, whatever a different life so suffering he didn't think I'm not I'm enjoying it's all you can't you see big house and several cars and this you go on holidays to Spain there's so many Russians rich Russians go on holidays to don't come to creation not the not the rich ones. Not no, the rich also. The rich ones. Mafia. Mafia. The mafia. They're, they're buying hotels. No, the rich ones means the mafia. They're buying hotels. <laughs> no, they're buying hotels. Yeah, they're taking it over. <laughs> oh, they're more over there. I guess the the more rich ones got over to to Spain. More prestigious for them. Anyway, let's not get talk too much about. It. Russian, modern Russian sociology. Anyway, the point is that he's I'm enjoying. You see all these people on the street and they're, they're just struggling to get a few kopecks so they can buy a little bread and masala and vodka. But I'm, I'm enjoying. I got some. So, he may have a sense of enjoyment, but underlying uh, one thing is temporary and underlying that is um, fear always always full of anxiety actually. it can be taken away at any time these mafia men any time they can be shot by another mafia man even from their own group sometimes their own group splits up and another thing is that even if he considers it happiness which is only very temporary because he definitely has to suffer even if he goes through life happily and doesn't have so many diseases which he probably will before he dies which is definitely miserable and then uh, he'll have to suffer the karma for all his sinful exploitive activities but the actual suffering of the jiva is his separation from Krishna because jiva actually is meant to love Krishna and without that whatever we consider happiness is actually suffering we don't know what is happening just like we, to make a material comparison the uh, someone a, a, a poor person may, who's just eating bread and water every day if he gets a little butter he'll think oh this is so wonderful now he can eat bread and butter and water but he doesn't know the happiness of eating bread and butter and pakoras and halava 
and so many other things. But he's saying this is this is wonderful. He doesn't have knowledge or experience of the so the, the jiva he doesn't have knowledge or experience of the unlimited happiness or he's forgotten the, of his relationship with Krishna. So this is Jaiva Dharma. The Jiva is meant to be with Krishna. And Krishna he's never overburdened by the ability to enjoy. For the Jiva he may be he may have so many things to do that he, he, he doesn't know what to do. Nowadays internet there's so many things you can do on the internet or in a big city like London or New York there's so many things to do. If you have money there millions of things you can do and then eventually they become bored because they, they, they've done everything, been everywhere, seen everything what is there left to do? Nothing. You can, you get, you get, someone gets money, they travel around the world, they see this, they do that, they, they climb up mountains, they do hang gliding and parachuting and scuba diving and, and uh, what's that, bungee jumping and <laughs> It's so many, and then, you know, what's left to do? And you just become bored. I read about one, uh, one Maharaj before the, before Indian independence. It's so much money. Didn't know what to do. He had so many beautiful women. Just looked at them. No interest because you know he'd run out of interest. He was trying to get different kinds of expensive aphrodisiacs with all these beautiful and just looking at no interest. He lost all interest in sex. Not because he was a yogi. He was trying to get his interest back, but just overdosed. No interest left. But Krishna doesn't become born. Krishna is always finding different ways to enjoy him. And not in any degraded way, but he knows the actual secret of enjoyment, which is not... Actually, we say Krishna, is he enjoys this through his senses. But the enjoyment of Krishna's senses, it's, it's different to that of the jiva, whose enjoyment is based on sensual gratification. But Krishna's enjoyment is not actually based on his sensual gratification, as he says, Patrang Pushpam Palang Toyang Yome Bhaktya Prayachati Tadahang Bhakti Paharitam Ashnami Prayatatmanaha. If one offers me leaf, flower, fruit, or water with bhakti, I will accept it. So where's the sense? Even you want to speak of Krishna, even you and me, if we're given some, some leaf, some flower, some fruit, some water, we're going some leaf. What's that? You know, what am I supposed to do? Some water, then you have some beer, or at least some mango nectar or something. But Krishna says, I will accept it. And he says it in Bhagavad Gita also. It's not just something to, something polite, just... But it says in Bhagavad Gita, which is delineation of the highest truth. So what is it? It's not leaf, flower, fruit, water, it's the bhakti. Through his senses, Krishna is accepted. Vidura's wife, banana peel. Krishna is eating through it. He's eating and enjoying. Enjoying. Very nice. What's he enjoying? Anyone ever have banana peels? <laughs> Monkeys do. Humans. Not usually. I never saw. Could be. If you're really hungry. 
Well, you do actually when they cook it as a vegetable, right? In South India, then sometimes they cook like that. But in general, eating banana peels is not considered very high-class food. But Krishna's eating, why? Because he's given in ecstasy. So what's he? What's he eating? Eating means to enjoy. The same word in Sanskrit. What is that word? Yagyatat Kamaraniyata Loka No, no, no. What's that verse? Yagyashishtashana Bhunj So this Bhunj, Bhunjat This means to eat or to enjoy. So Krishna, what's he eating or what's he enjoying? He's enjoying the offering of love of his devotee. So Krishna has an unlimited capacity to accept unlimited offerings of love from his devotees and he does so in unlimited ways and that is actually expanding anandam buddhi vardhanam this is not it doesn't become less he doesn't become bored krishna eats so many different preparations every day radharani is cooking all different preparations we can imagine wonderful things so many wonderful things day after day Mother Yashoda is cooking. So many gopis are cooking. Krishna is enjoying. So many wonderful things. In Chaitanya Chaitanya, so many descriptions. So many nice foods are being cooked for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for Jagannath. So this is, when we read these descriptions, we, we might start to think, well, oh, that sounds very nice. But we should understand, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is describing these so many wonderful preparations are being cooked not because he wants to enjoy thinking about so many nice preparations nor that he wants nor that he wants the nor is he intending that the reader should become lusty to enjoy so many nice preparations but the pure devotee takes pleasure in hearing how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is enjoying so many nice preparations and how his devotees are offering so many nice preparations with love to him so Krishna is the supreme enjoyer of a capacity which we cannot even begin to imagine and he doesn't become overloaded or uh, bored or frustrated he doesn't want to go away to a cave to control his senses but he's always ready for more enjoyment. But that enjoyment is not of the exploitive mood. That is all beneficial. Even to hear about Krishna's enjoyment, Srinu Shubhadam Sukhadam Bhavasaram, to hear about Krishna's enjoyment in his different avatars is all auspicious and gives actual happiness in this otherwise completely miserable world of birth and death. So devotees go on hearing about Krishna. In many ways, many of his pastimes may seem quite ordinary as he's running in the fields, chasing after cows. Even Lord Brahma thought, what is it? How is this God? What? What happened? I thought he was God and he's just running around. He doesn't even have any shoes on. 
and he's chasing around all these cows. What happened? I thought he was God. Maybe he's not God. So it looks very ordinary, but it is extraordinary. Because he is Krishna. He is Sarva Karana Karanam. He is Rasa Sindhu, Rasovai Saha. His running around is not the running around of the jiva, running around in 84, 8,400,000 species of life. But Krishna is eternally perfect and eternally being the reservoir of all rasa. His running after the cows is simply to exchange loving dealings with his devotees, which is of a although it may appear ordinary it is of a completely different quality of activity because it is supremely beneficial for the whole universe and the whole universe can join in that activity of feeding Krishna playing with Krishna running with Krishna stealing Krishna's lunchbox all these different activities so to understand Krishna not very easy for us because well the two reasons one reason is because Krishna is unlimited we have limited intelligence uh, limited capacity to understand and particularly so we don't understand because our in whatever little intelligence we have is perverted by the attitude that Krishna should not enjoy Krishna should not be the controller I should enjoy I should be the controller and Krishna should not even exist. What is this Krishna? What is this God? Who, who, who is it? What are you talking about? Just forget it. I don't want this book. Get out of here. Deny he sh deny the, even the possibility of his existence. This is the demoniac attitude. So the devotee from the beginning is in a better position than the dhyana yogi or anyone else who is although they are uh, trying to control their senses they haven't come to the platform of enthusiasm or willingness to serve Krishna's senses so as Prabhupada explains simply by popping a prasadam sweet ball into his mouth the devotee makes more advancement than all the mayavadis talking nonsense for hours on end that a program in India is all in Mayavadis talking <laughs> hour after hour they put Prabhupada's last because they knew after Prabhupada spoke everyone would go away that's all they came for so the Mayavadis had organized the program they, they wanted people to hear them speak but no one was interested there's one Aham Brahmasmi Brahmasmi Aham <laughs> what do you got to talk about or even they talk about bhakti it's a, they try to talk about bhakti but it's so dry so Prabhupada all their long boring speeches Prabhupada his speech consisted of saying simply by taking prasadam a devotee makes more advancement than the Gyanis do in millions of lives. And Prabhupada took one raskula, popped it in his mouth, practical demonstration. Then Kirtan. <laughs> practical demonstration. Kirtan means the full expression of 
engaging the senses in the service of the master of the senses glorifying Krishna kirtan is complete process to satisfy Krishna so by engaging in kirtan the devotees automatically make advancement by engaging their senses in the master of the senses that kirtan to be sankirtan or samyak kirtanam complete kirtanam that must be accompanied by shravan otherwise there's a possibility of taking kirtan even as something for my enjoyment because the tendency of the conditioned soul is to do everything for his own enjoyment so even we come to kirtan we may think how nicely I'm singing or how we're enjoying we're jumping up and down and feeling very healthy today we have to understand this is service kirtan is for Krishna's pleasure and certainly the devotee takes pleasure in performing kirtan but that pleasure the actual pleasure of kirtan comes when it is done as an offering to Krishna and the pleasure is derived from uh, the blessings of Krishna his reciprocation service sevan mukhe hiji with the attitude of actual kirtan means with the attitude of service so this has to be uh, imbibed by hearing again and again how we are not the enjoyer we are servant our position is to serve Krishna loving service not like a paid servant or a time-serving servant and now we're doing a yagya and we'll get a result and then after the yagya everything's finished send the priest away, pay him off and he gets what he wants, I get what I want and then we'll do a yagya again a little time later when we need something more not time-serving but uh, devotee, his kirtan is a devotee engages in kirtan knowing it to be his eternal activity of service Kirtan is eternal Dhyana is not eternal the Dhyana Yogi he performs Dhyana with the aim of merging into oneness it's, it's a mean to an end but Kirtan is means and end the, the, as Prabhupada was asked what is the result of chanting Hare Krishna Prabhupada said more chanting so in the in the uh, <coughs> incomplete stage or in the aspiring stage sadhana dasha one is uh, aspiring for nayanam gavada shudhaya vadanam gadgada ruddhaya gira pulukai nichitam vapukada tapanam agahaneva vishuddha one is aspiring for the perfectional stage where his service attitude becomes so much developed so actually the intrinsic nature of the soul is to serve Krishna when all other ideas are thrown out and there's only the idea how to serve Krishna how to love Krishna then Krishna will certainly uh, reciprocate and the devotee will uh, in great ecstasy chant the names of Krishna so devotee is 
aspiring for that perfection, Siddhi Lalasa. Kabe Habe Bolo Shedinama Amar Aparad Haguchi Shudhaname Ruchi Kripa Bali Habe Kridayeshancha asking when will that day be mine by by the mercy and uh, the, the power of mercy uh, inspired in my heart being freed from uh, all offenses having taste for the holy name of Krishna so a devotee is aspiring for that stage and when he reaches that stage then his kirtan doesn't stop that now I, I did enough kirtan and now I reach the perfectional stage and now something else but rather the, the kirtan increases so this whole life and whole being is kirtan of course kirtan in its intrinsic sense includes all activities of devotional service. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasara Thakur used to at the time of initiation he sometimes said but not always but uh, when preaching to his disciples he would often say that all devotees they should all chant 64 hours a day one lakh of name so then one of his disciples said to him that well apart, you're always saying this and that, that the, the deity here Chaitanya Mahabharata Chaitanya Mark, will not accept any offering unless except from people who are chanting one lakh of names a day but I, he said I don't see anyone here except you who's chanting a lakh a day so he said, you don't see, but I see. And he couldn't understand. People are chanting a little bit, and all the rest of the day they're doing other things. But he told that later, after the disappearance of Bhaktisthan Sashvatthaka, then he understood that the service, the dedicated service, that is equivalent to chanting, fully engaged in service. So these are all very wonderful topics. Better than being a meditative yogi is to be an active yogi. The body is meditative also, but not just sitting and meditating, but actively meditating, fully engaging his senses in the service of the master of the senses. And if we don't do that, then the senses will be engaged in the servant of the master of the senses called Maya. If we think I shall just sit and meditate on Krishna. Or if we think I will sit, I will do, I will just sit and chant near Jan Bhajan. But if we don't have the adhikar or eligibility for that, then the senses will agitate. Use me. Do something with me. Ah, I want something. Ah, give me some sense. Give me some gratification. So, better than become a, a victim of the senses is to engage the senses in the service of Krishna with full surrender. So he will be satisfied and we will be fully satisfied. Yenatma supersedati. Hare Krishna. Any questions? Hmm. Um, 
many times uh, when you were speaking about uh, this uh, reciprocation of Krishna. Ah. So um, we understand that this because of offenses sometimes we don't feel this reciprocation. But many times uh, I try to endeavor very much in the, into devotional service, but still somehow or other. We don't feel reciprocation with Krishna. We're trying in devotional service, but we don't feel reciprocation with Krishna uh, because of offenses. Maybe because of offenses, it may be that Krishna is testing us, hiding himself to see if we'll go on. Even Gorky Shodas Babaji Maharaj, what a high-level devotee, he would sometimes express frustration. I'm chanting and chanting, but I'm nam svirti hotena. I'm not getting the the, the the taste of the name. The name is not manifesting. And he'd go and jump in the Ganga and stay there for three days or something and do his chanting underwater in protest. <laughs> Whatever. Who can understand the minds of Kaki Shodas Prabhuji Maharaj? So maybe that many devotees, they they they're they may have experienced that that anyway you're going on with your service you have to do our service it may be difficult we're going on and on and on and it may be and then at some point Krishna just gives showers in us and we feel his reciprocation in abundance so we even Krishna's reciprocation we shouldn't demand it like Krishna I'm doing service you, you come and you come and show yourself to me now <laughs> Why aren't you... Come on, I'm serving you. You have to come here right now. And and then we'll dance together. <laughs> Not like that. We can only await Krishna's mercy. It's a chatak bird. It's a... It will, even there's all so much water around it. It's just waiting for the cloud. Maybe two months, three months. I'll only take the water from the cloud. So we have so much opportunity for sense gratification, but we won't. We'll only wait for Krishna's will. We'll wait, 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 wait. We're we'll waiting. With the faith that Krishna will give, and even even if Jagannath is Swami, Patagami, even not showing himself. Anyway, we have nothing else to do. Only to wait for him. And for a devotee who has that attitude, then Krishna is purchased. Krishna is purchased. He may run away again. Also, you can't trust him. He's not your property. He's always independent. He left the Rasalila. Want to speak of us? He left the Rasalila and the, the gopis captured him more in his absence. So it's not our business to demand from Krishna. Now I'm serving you, you make me happy. But rather, Asvishava Padavatam Pinashtuma Madashanam Mahatam Karotuva. You show yourself to me, I'll be happy. You don't show yourself to me, I'll be unhappy. You reject me, you crush me, whatever. But anyway, I'm your servant in any circumstance. And for such a devotee, then Krishna certainly gives himself. But patience is also required. As was being as Prabhupada quoted in the report, he quoted from Upadesh Amrita, Utsahamisya Dharya, patience, Dharya. That's also, we can't expect. We're talking Asli Shabbat, that's the 
the mood of Radha Rani and that's a very that's the most elevated level I was going to say imaginable but it's beyond our imagination but that's just to demonstrate what the attitude should be why Radha Rani is so much exalted because her mood of worship is the most exalted and although we we cannot be her we cannot be on her level she is the one who we all have to follow she is the guru of bhakti <laughs> she is bhakti so we have to follow her by her mercy we can attain to the service of Krishna yeah? anything else? In our determination, uh, after being determined, uh, Krishna is always appreciates. And he gives uh, confirmation <coughs> from the inside, we feel confirmation. But what if all devotees say it is wrong? But from inside, we're quite sure. I mean, definitely sure. What to do? We feel we are right, but devotees tell us we are wrong. What should we do? Well, Unless Krishna is personally telling you you're right, check again. <laughs> Unless it's very obvious. I mean, devotee. I mean, there are some so-called devotees who, or people who said, for instance, it has happened within our movement that there are some devotees who were practicing strictly who proposed that LSD enhances bhakti you know what LSD is? it's still around that drug they have more they have better drugs these days isn't it? ecstasy and all this kind of thing anyway in our days it was LSD was the most popular so um, it was proposed this enhances bhakti so you get I don't know exactly what they were preaching, but some people went for it. But I mean, this is clearly against the principles of bhakti. Other things may not be. And it may be also that not everything is so clear as we might expect it to be. What would you think of someone who, in the kitchen, cooking for Krishna, started to pop sweet balls into his mouth? Should I say? Yeah. Well, either he is a complete beginner or he has some serious relationship with Krishna. That's a good answer. Did you hear that? He's either a complete beginner or an offender or has a serious relationship with Krishna. Yeah. So Prabhupada did that once. He was showing devotees how to cook and he started popping them in his mouth. So that's uh, also a consideration. Dharmasya tatvam nihita. What is that? How does that verse begin? Tarko pratishta shutiyo vibhinna. Then, how does it continue? Dharmasya tatvam nihitam guhayam 
Mahajano Yenagata Sapandaha. It's, it's very difficult to understand what is Dharma. Different Shastras say different things, different Rishis say different things. Therefore, we should follow the path of the Mahajan. There may be different people who say we're following. That will be seen in course of time. <laughs> there are many who say we're following, but after some time it's seen that they're it becomes clear that they're deviated. Even then they may not admit. There are so many Opasampradayas who claim to be followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Bhaktis Dansasra Thakur especially philosophically dissected what are all their faults. How they're not actually following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, if we're under the guidance of a self-realized Acharya, it becomes very easy, but even then we say we. Most of us will accept that Prabhupada was a self-realized Acharya. Though some people consider themselves more self-realized than him, <laughs> fit to criticize him. But, but even then, there are so many opinions on how to follow Prabhupada. So now, what does that mean? Does that mean that well, every opinion is good as any other? No. We have to see. We have to see in the practice. The, the practice will. How one is practicing Krishna consciousness will help to a large extent to understand how correct is the understanding of those who claim to understand Prabhupada or to be following him. As Prabhupada quoted, example is better than precept, an English saying. And another English saying is, actions speak louder than words. Prabhupada quoted both of these. It's actually there in uh, Bhagavad Gita, when Krishna himself says, I act, I don't need to, but I act. And he gave the example of kings like Janak Maharaj, who didn't need to act, but they, on, but they did anyway to set an example for others. Hmm. Why does Shastra say so much about cow protection? Well, I don't know if there's so much, but it is very much stressed. Well, <coughs> there are various reasons for that. The cow is very dear to Krishna. Cow is uh, also very important in Vedic society because the milk is required for making the finer brain tissues which are necessary for self-realization. Ghee is required for yagya, which is the central point of Vedic civilization. Even the urine and stool are purifying. They're used for purifying everything. All the demigods reside in the cow. Not an ordinary animal. Hare Krishna. All glories to the Chakovetch devotees and those who have come from Zagreb and other places. Osiek, Ljubljana. Thank you for coming.